Hey, listeners, get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road, work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is to think about what you'd do with an extra hour in the week, but then also be realistic about the nature of time and our choices. In much of the United States, we set our clocks back an hour over the weekend. This means that Sunday actually contained 25 hours, and any week containing Sunday was a 169-hour week instead of a 168-hour week. I find this concept fascinating. Not the whole daylight savings idea, which just tends to mess up my kids' sleep schedules. I am more fascinated by the idea of actually making a week longer. Many times people tell me, oh, if I only had an extra hour in the day, I do X, Y, or Z. And then magically, one day a year, we get just that. On some level, this could lead to thought-provoking questions. What would we do with an extra hour in the week? As we discussed in an episode last week, some people use the time change to rethink their habits. In the group discussion questions section at the end of my time management fable, Juliet's School of Possibilities, I ask people to think about the idea of adding an extra hour into a schedule. If you were going to devote one extra hour a week to a top professional priority, what would that be? If you were going to devote one extra hour a week to a top personal priority, what would that be? This question tends to get quickly at those handful of things that we know we should be doing, but aren't. Maybe it's reaching out to a mentor or thinking about long-term career development. Maybe it's exercising or working on our novels. Maybe it's really connecting with our spouses. In this extra hour, we know we'd finally put time toward those things that are important, but not urgent. We'd put time toward those things we're not doing now, but we truly believe our priorities. Except, when people get a 25-hour day, do they do these things? In a word, no. The vast majority of people who live in places where the time falls back do not spend the extra hour exercising or connecting with their spouses or writing that novel. Many people don't rethink their habits or anything else. Instead, the hour is just absorbed into the day. We do the same things we always do. And that's because time itself is not the issue. If we're not making space for something in a 24-hour day, we aren't going to make space for it in a 25-hour day either. If we're not making something a priority in a 168-hour week, it's unlikely that a 169-hour week will do the trick. Time will always be a matter of choices. Expectations are infinite, and time is finite. Since we are always choosing, it's not measurably easier to choose 
just because a little more space opens up. So by all means, ask yourself what you would do with an extra hour in the day. But then, and this is key, challenge yourself to figure out a way to do this in your normal life. People who exercise or read or write operas while reporting to day jobs don't have any more time than anyone else. They've figured out ways to allocate time to what matters to them. They make the logistics work. They ask for help. They push back on things. They do meaningful things, even when they don't always feel like it. And that is how stuff truly gets done, whether that's in 24 hours or occasionally in 25. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, listeners. I know you love mornings. And with nearly 300 beaches in Puerto Rico, each one is a reason to wake up early and catch a picture-perfect sunrise. Puerto Rico has nearly 300 miles of coastline, and the island's diverse geography offers everything, from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water, to stunning black sand beaches, and beaches perfect for water sports. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.